Welcome to the PFFUI podcast. On this month's episode, President Tony Murray recaps the IAFF Legislative Conference, gives an update on the 2023 Indiana General Assembly, and shares important information on the PFFUI State Convention. Enjoy the show. to the PFFUI podcast. My name is Eric Scheub, and with me as always is President Tony Murray. Hey, Tony, how's it going today? As always, uh, it's going well. Eric, thank you. March has been a busy month for the PFFUI. The executive board and members from across Indiana traveled to Washington, D.C. on March 6th and 7th for the IAFF Legislative Conference. Tony, what were some of the highlights? Well, one of the highlights is we had uh, 22 of our um, members from Indiana, uh, from the PFFUI uh, in town at this annual um, conference where we get together um, for three days uh, to talk about our legislative priorities on Capitol Hill. And many people probably aren't aware that the IFF has a government affairs office that is constantly working uh, on Capitol Hill during the um, congressional um, uh, session uh, to advocate for bills that uh, have to do with fire EMS uh, rescue. And uh, I was happy to join 22 of our own, uh, very own from Indiana, out to take part in this conference. And then the probably the most important part of the conference is the opportunity to go up on Capitol Hill and meet with all of our uh, members of Congress and U.S. Senators um, to talk about these issues that have been outlined for us by the IFF, and which they'll continue to work on um, long after we leave town. So what were some of the issues that were laid out by the IAFF that we discussed on Capitol Hill with the Indiana Congressional Delegation? Yeah, so uh, there's a few of the bills uh, that I'll just kind of go over here um, in brief. I, I won't take a lot of time. Uh, this is a new Congress. Uh, meaning that, uh, you know, we just had elections in November. Uh, so the new Congress takes effect for two years. Um, and so they're just getting organized and just getting going. So really all of these bills that I'm going to speak about are pending introduction. Uh, and we were um, in D.C. The, the second week of March. So a lot happens in a given week in Congress. So we will keep tabs on this. But uh, some of the issues are honoring uh, our Fallen Heroes Act, which is a an act that uh, would potentially uh, identify certain cancers as occupational uh, when our members die uh, of these cancers, they would be eligible for the public safety officer death benefit, which is a lump sum uh, death benefit that is administered by the Department of Justice. Uh, and it is a federal program that we've had for um, a couple of decades now. Well, actually, more than that, since 1976, actually. And the IFF had a large part to do with that at the time. But that was first um, uh, signed into law by uh, then-President Gerald Ford in 1976. But we've built upon this. And, and um, this is a, a one-time lump sum benefit for members that die in the line of duty to help support their family and loved ones 
after they're gone. And this is, you know, just over $400,000 right now, but cancers are not covered uh, under this. So work is underway uh, to work uh, through Congress uh, to see that uh, certain occupational cancers would be covered under the PSOB. Um, I think a lot of our members are beginning to understand the critical nature of trying to rid uh, PFAS or toxic chemicals, forever chemicals that are known carcinogens from our turnout gear. Uh, so we're working on a, um, uh, a bill in Congress that's called the Next Generation Turnout Gear. And essentially, this would be the PFAS Alternatives Act, which would give uh, uh, funding, federal funding for research development um, for gear that is provides a, a, a level of protection that we enjoy now or, or greater, but without the... Um, uh, the, the without toxic chemicals such as PFAS chemicals that are, are causing our members um, a lot of health problems. The next piece of legislation uh, looking at is health insurance for retirees. This is something that we talk about quite a lot among members around uh, the state uh, when I get out and about and, and you know on the road meeting uh, in union halls and at union meetings. Um, you know there is this this challenge um, in our uh, careers uh, as firefighters to where, you know, our retirement is set up to, to retire with uh, benefits at age 52, but we don't qualify for uh, Medicare until age 65. And uh, more and more, it is a, a challenge uh, for our members uh, to have provided to them uh, any sort of uh, paid portion of retiree health insurance. So this uh, federal act uh, seeks to provide tax credit uh, to firefighters, EMS, law enforcement um, to offset the cost of uh, purchasing uh, health insurance um, after they retire and before that they're Medicare eligible. Another item uh, that is uh, on the agenda for the IFF um, legislative uh, uh, book of work is uh, free speech for public safety. Uh, and this this is referred to as a Public Safety Free Speech Act. Uh, this, again, is also pending introduction into Congress. Uh, but the idea behind this is to provide for protections uh, for uh, our members' speech when they're speaking out on safety issues, uh, wages, benefits, and um, even administrative uh, requirements that you know are imposed on them um, on their job. So right now, uh, unless you are a union official, most members are considered in the courts of rural government employees. Uh, so they have uh, First Amendment rights, but um, largely misunderstood or um, not understood well is that um, there are certain limits to those rights when you're in a government employee. Uh, so this uh, Public Safety Free Speech Act is pending introduction and uh, would allow for some expansion of uh, some of those free speech rights that uh, uh, public safety workers uh, don't presently enjoy. On, uh, on to firefighter and EMS collective bargaining rights. This is something that has been uh, a matter uh, that has been discussed and worked on uh, in Congress for a number of years. Uh, the Public Safety Employee Employer Cooperation Act of 2023 is pending introduction and really largely uh, sort of regroups this topic to uh, approach 
uh, collective bargaining rights on a state-by-state basis. Essentially, as I'm understanding it, it would um, create an environment federally where states can have uh, some um, – an easier path to create uh, rights for firefighters and EMS uh, to collective bargain or collectively bargain a contract or at least have those discussions. You know, in Indiana, we've worked on this really – uh, for a number of years, and in 2007, uh, many of our listeners, Eric, could probably recall me saying or referring to uh, the meet and confer uh, law that was established in, in, in by the Indiana General Assembly and signed into law by then-Governor Mitch Daniels in 2007, provided for um, uh, basic rights to contract and a path uh, to get there for uh, our local unions uh, in Indiana so long as they um, met a certain uh, population requirement. Uh, so we have been working uh, towards that. In Indiana, I would say um, I would put up that uh, piece of legislation and what we're currently operating under, which we've recently expanded, um, as a good example of how states uh, who have been challenged um, by not having collective bargaining rights uh, could maybe step into this a little bit in an effective way. A couple things, too, that um, are sort of in addition to these primary topics of, of congressional legislative action. Um, I'll just cover briefly uh, the reauthorization of the AFG and SAFER grant programs. Um, these are grant programs that have been really uh, beneficial to uh, our members across Indiana, uh, even in uh, most recently for the 2022 uh, award period, uh, Noblesville Fire Department uh, receiving a, uh, a grant uh, to fund 15 firefighters um, to uh, better uh, establish their ability to meet the NFPA 1710 uh, standard on uh, staffing and deployment. So that was upwards of $4 million, and, and these are very beneficial programs. Uh, AFG, of course, for uh, equipment uh, and programs. Um, safer uh, would be for the staffing uh, piece, the actual uh, firefighters. Um, another issue uh, that the IFF is addressing, and we hope to address uh, uh, very soon and get some progress on, is repealing the um, windfall elimination provision, otherwise known as WEP, uh, W-E-P. Um, many, uh, you know, close to probably 75% of our members um, across the United States do not uh, participate or or forbidden from participating in Social Security, so they don't um, necessarily have a benefit from their primary uh, fire job. Um, but may participate in Social Security in a, in a secondary uh, employment. Uh, what the WEP did uh, back when it was signed in the uh, mid-'80s was uh, creates an environment where a member that does um, not participate in their primary job uh, in, in Social Security but also but is paying into Social Security in other employment or previous employment or post-employment from the fire service, um, they suffer a reduction an automatic reduction of their uh, Social Security benefits. So we're trying to work on creating a a better system to where um, if you pay into the system, no matter what your position is as a firefighter um, in your primary employment, that you you don't uh, get the reduction automatically uh, as it stands today. Uh, And then working, doing some work on reducing the FLSA work period. Uh, We know that there's a variety of different... um, um, platforms that an employer can establish, whether that's a 7-day, 14-day, 21- or 28-day FLSA uh, work cycle. 
uh, and with those come a specific provision of when do you start earning overtime, and that um, requires many more hours than the um, standard employee of the or the forty-hour work um, employee. So we're looking to uh, evaluate those. FLSA laws have been around now for uh, several decades, and it's time to take a look at those to see, you know, is this making sense? Can there be an adjustment? Maybe lower the threshold uh, for by which we qualify as firefighters for um, time and a half. Uh, a couple of mental health pieces. Um, the federal funding for firefighter peer support programs is a topic um, that is uh, we're looking at in Congress and, and really sort of related to Indiana. Uh, Senator um, Todd Young, uh, who's a uh, United States senator from Indiana, uh, and his counterpart in the Senate, Chuck Grassley, um, recently uh, got a um, um, unanimous uh, concurrence through the Senate creating the Fighting Post-Traumatic Stress um, Disorder uh, Program, which would establish mental health programs uh, for uh, U.S. first responders. So we're we're tracking that uh, through, and that's in committee. So that's Really, the um, the work that was done and, and having the opportunity, I think, for our members to sit down and talk face to face with members of Congress, um, whether that be in the House or our, um, our Senate um, folks, uh, is um, I think it teaches a lot of skills, especially people that deal with their city councils, mayors, fire chiefs. Uh, brings a, a particular perspective and an experience that they can take home, but it also is most important because. You know, lobbying, which is what we do, um, lobbying at the very uh, basic grassroots effort is the most effective um, type of lobbying, I think. So it, it enables some good discussions. We really appreciate um, take, having uh, the, the, the members uh, of Congress that we met with, that, that they took time uh, to speak with us and, and found it important that we didn't meet with everybody, uh, but we had appointments with, with all um, nine members. Right. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to mention our scholarship recipients from Batesville Local 5380. They were there representing uh, their nine members in front of the Indiana Congressional Delegation. Uh, Tony, I'm not sure if you'd like to talk about the scholarship program briefly. Yeah. So the scholarship program, and and in addition to Batesville, uh, we had uh, Lafayette um, were our scholarship recipients. So uh, many years ago, the executive board um, made the de- determination to uh, utilize uh, the IFF Legislative Conference as an opportunity to create a little more education and experience. Um, it tends to be expensive, especially for smaller locals, um, because Washington, D.C. is an expensive town. It requires some travel. Uh, the, the purpose of this was to get um, people that wouldn't otherwise be able to make this trip to get out and experience this. And I think that it's really proven to be um, a great program. Uh, The PFFUI uh, provides um, uh, transportation, registration, and um, all really that the recipient um, from the local needs to do is secure their time off from work to go out and travel. So um, this year um, we offer that uh, to three. Uh, So two members from one of our newest locals, uh, Batesville, and then uh, uh, President um, Trent Richter from uh, Lafayette. So I think it was a great experience. We got great feedback from him, and I think um, they will uh, offer a report at the convention. Wonderful. Now as we transition from our nation's capital to our state capital, we are past the halfway point of the 2023 General Assembly. Tony, 
Where are we in terms of legislation that the PFFUI is tracking? Yeah, so this week was a really busy week. So when we get to the second half, anything that survived, any bill that survived, uh, the committee process and then uh, any floor amendments in the chamber of origin uh, and then subsequently pass that chamber of origin uh, through a, a full chamber vote uh, moves on to the next cycle and the cycle repeats. So that uh, repeat process uh, started here about three weeks ago um, after the uh, midpoint. Uh, this is a long session, so uh, as we previously mentioned, there are um, this is the the budget, the, the biennial budget uh, session. So Indiana creates its two-year budget uh, during this particular session. Many of our uh, um, legislative priorities um, have already received um, committee hearings in the second uh, half of the session, and uh, all of our priorities actually made it through the first half. Uh, so we're really happy about that. We'll have more of a detailed report um, as we begin to see how things will wrap up. But I will tell you, uh, this week we had our first bill of the session make it through uh, both chambers and uh, passed um, out of the General Assembly, uh, and that was uh, House Bill 1025, um, authored by uh, Representative Jerry Tor, uh, that uh, puts uh, our firefighters in uh, fire territories and fire districts into the existing state statutes um, for disciplinary procedures. Uh, so that is a, a major feat. We appreciate uh, the bill author and our uh, Senate sponsors, and uh, it's on its way to the governor. That is great news. So um, what can we expect in the next couple weeks as the session comes to an end here in April well, it's going to be uh, the next couple of weeks, um, and, and like you said, Eric, yeah, the, the, the session is uh, uh, must close, as we call it, uh, the, the Latin term sine die, has to happen by the last day of April. Um, there's rumor out there, you know, when you're in the hallways, like Mike and I and Tom, uh, you know, you talk to our fellow people in the lobby, uh, known as lobbyists, uh, and, you know, it's kind of a close-knit club. We're talking, there's a rumor that the, the session may um, sine die a little bit early because uh, there's a couple things coming to town. There's a big uh, conference, um, one I think right before the really big one, and, and that's that's the FDIC uh, coming to Indianapolis. So uh, rooms, restaurants, seats become scarce. Uh, so I think that that's on the radar of the General Assembly. And if they can get it done, you know, uh, why not save uh, Indiana taxpayers a couple of bucks and and get out of the session early. Uh, but uh, beyond what to expect, I would say that uh, we will have uh, a full report. It, it's going to be rapid fire. And, and I think for hopefully listeners are um, taking advantage of um, our efforts on our social platforms um, to sort of witness almost live uh, when we are able to move uh, bills that we're following or testifying for or against. Um, and our, of course, our, our legislative priorities. We're providing updates almost live on social media, so hopefully, uh, folks are taking advantage of that. And uh, that's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter um, would be where you can find those. Um, yeah, so I think that things are going to sort of be very rapid here coming up soon in terms of uh, as we wind down uh, to the final signy die. Great. So as the session will come to an end. Are 
we are just going to become that much busier uh, because we have the 47th annual convention of the Professional Firefighters Union of Indiana in Terre Haute on May 24th, 25th, and 26th. So, Tony, uh, maybe you can give us a preview about what to expect here in Terre Haute. Well, I know that the brothers and sisters in Terre Haute, uh, local 758, have been working very hard the last two years, um, and I know that they're going to put on a great convention for us. You know, that the um, right downtown um, Terre Haute is the new uh, Terre Haute Convention Center, uh, which... I'll remind our listeners that it was the PFFUI that actually inked uh, the first event at that convention center while it was still under construction uh, back a couple of years ago. So we really look forward to being there. I know that uh, President Bob Malone and his team have have really focused on uh, making this the best PFFUI convention yet, which seems to always now be the competition, uh, is make it better than the last. But we're going to be in Terre Haute on May 24th through 26th. This is important for uh, locals that are listening. Uh, it's really important for locals to send their delegates uh, and be represented. We're going to have a, a, a really um, a robust discussion on the direction of the PFFUI. You know, this is my first convention um, that uh, I'll be um, I'll be at the... Uh, at the uh, head of the uh, convention, holding the gavel. Um, And uh, we're going to have some robust conversations about our direction. We're going to entertain a variety of uh, resolutions that we know are coming uh, that will help us um, discuss and deal with uh, our direction, and we'll act on those resolutions. Um, So I really encourage all locals uh, now, 84 locals, um, to be represented there. So a couple of items. One, if... um, April 21st is a big date to remember for locals. So that's when the cutoff is for your hotel reservations. Um, That's the cutoff for your registrations to be submitted uh, to register your delegates. And that's the cutoff to file resolutions uh, to be considered um, at the uh, 47th convention. So, again, the convention is May 24th, 26th in Terre Haute. April 21st is the cutoff to remember. And then... uh, Terre Haute's going to be hosting a golf outing uh, on May 23rd, and I think that we'll be able to put the flyer up on the uh, on this uh, title page for the uh, podcast. So if anybody wants to come out and play, maybe sponsor. And this is going to be at the Holman Links, I do believe, which is a really, as a non-golfer or a retired golfer as I am, I understand this is a really nice uh, golf course. Yeah, uh, it's a beautiful place to enjoy a may afternoon and hopefully the weather will hold out and it'll be a beautiful day in Terre Haute. so i think every day is beautiful in Terre Haute, is what i understand yes i would agree with that statement 100 percent. so well that will do it for the march episode of the pffui podcast oh before we go yeah can i just say that you know we've done a couple of podcasts and um i've heard some feedback Mostly yeah, good. Mostly good. Um, and one specific opinion was that it, this was a really nice uh, podcast to listen to while you drift off to sleep. I think that I've heard that a couple of yes, times. Yes, I have actually heard that too. Uh, more specifically from our 5th District Vice President, J.C. Mitchell. So, J.C., wherever you are at right now, good night. Sweet dreams, J.C., sweet dreams. And we will see you in the morning.
thank you all for listening to the March episode of the PFFUI podcast. Thank you for listening to the PFFUI podcast. For more information on news and upcoming events, visit us on social media or online at pffui.com. My name is Eric Scheub, and thank you for listening. We'll be back next month. Thank you.